0: welcome to the glam life podcast where we empower and inspire beauty professionals to take their careers to the next level your host victoria is a certified business coach with over a decade of experience in the beauty industry helping countless beauty professionals start and grow successful businesses now she's sharing her knowledge and expertise with you Whether you're just starting out in the beauty industry or looking to take your business to new heights, this podcast is for you, covering topics like community, management, branding, and much more. So join us on this journey to build the beauty business of your dreams. Hello, 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 and good morning. Welcome. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to our deep dive, Cardi B. Uh, Today I'm going to be talking to you about another celebrity deep dive if you're new here. Hi, it's nice to meet you. My name is Victoria Rocca. You might know me as Victoria Glam if you follow me over on Instagram. And I love all things social media, pop culture, and marketing. So I have decided to combine those loves and do deep dives each week on different celebrities and the marketing tactics they have used and how social media helped them be well known um, or helped them launch a product or help them sell something. So today, last week, we talked about the incomparable 50 cent. He, in my mind, is the godfather of entrepreneurialism in the, you know, 2000s, Um, and I, I won't hear any dispute on that. I won't. He simply does it in a way that no one else can do it. But today I wanna to talk to you about another friend in my head, Cardi B, which is kind of her relatability factor, is that she's everyone's friend in their head. You feel almost like you know Cardi, you know a lot about her. Matter of fact, let me just rattle off a list for you of things that she has done that we personally got to see. It feels so much like you are having a personal FaceTime with your friend when Cardi B goes live because she has no problem farting and saying, hey, I just farted, or hey, I got a fart, um, fighting, she will argue and fight with people off camera and then come back and be like, girl, anyway, he's crazy. Uh, eating, she will eat, chew, smack, it's disgusting, I can't take it. Fucking, yes, her, her husband came up to her and I'm pretty sure he was, he was dicking her down. And she continued with her live. Uh, shitting, she will literally sit on the toilet. And take a number two. While she continues her story to you, like she is your best friend from middle school 30 years later, telling you some tea. It's wild. It's outrageous. It's Cardi B. But it's also how we got to know her. She's just being who she's always been. So let's talk a little bit about that. Let's start just at the very beginning, right? Cardi B was born in the Bronx. Um, She has a mother. She has a father. She has a sister. And she had... You know, for all intents and purposes, a happy life. And she still hangs out with her family. She still sees them. Her grandmother is very important to her. She lived with her grandmother, um, takes care of her grandmother, the whole thing. She did drop out of school. She never went to high school or finished high school, I should say. Um, Instead, she says this. This is out of her mouth. She said that she left her high school. She walked across the street and she auditioned at a strip club. I didn't know that there were strip clubs. Directly across the street from schools. But I guess they're in the Bronx. Maybe they are. So she started working in the strip clubs. Um, which is something that I'm super. Like that's relatable to me. I also worked in strip clubs. But she did it in the Bronx. Okay. And there's there are different types of strip clubs. Okay. There are um, strip clubs that I could work in. And there are strip clubs that Cardi B could work in. Those are wild. That's where rappers go. That's where you know they make it rain. They don't do that at clubs where I work. I worked at a club in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, Baton Rouge is our capital, so it was frequented by judges, lawyers, doctors, senators, um, representatives, sheriffs, whatever. And they were really just a bunch of men in suits sitting around making deals. That's a very different atmosphere than what Cardi B was doing. I do have lots of video of her from the strip club, and so do you. Uh, Because Cardi didn't just go and be a stripper. Cardi decided this would be a launch board for her this would be a springboard for her to launch herself and build an audience and that's exactly what she did she paired something that at the time was shocking or very interesting because maybe it had been taboo in the past with her over-the-top personality and she just went out and made a ton of friends so She would be, you know, on her way to the club, on her way home from the club, counting her money in a big bag, um, sitting in the back dressing room, walking around and talking to, um, customers and she didn't mind going live in all those places. And so you have all these videos of Cardi B, um, in her, you know, stripper garb, which is often a bikini or something, you know, like very intimate looking. And just being loud and silly and funny and like kind of the, the bell of the ball. And that got so much attention in 2015 on Instagram because she wasn't violating any terms of agreement, right? She wasn't nude on stage. She wasn't doing anything lewd, but you knew where she was and you knew what she was doing. And she's out here having a great time. I think in the past, especially since I was a dancer, I know that a lot of girls hate on girls who are dancers. And guys kind of, they entertain it until they don't care anymore. You know, like it's not interesting anymore. And then they, they just ignore it or they might hate on it if they're trying to impress one of the girls who's hating on it. But that didn't happen with Cardi because Cardi made sure to make connections with other dancers and make friends and, um... Shout out to the other girls. And this was now your place on the internet to go for a girl like you. Oh, she's a girl's girl. She just happens to dance just like me, right? So she got a lot of love and attention from guys who thought she was great, but also from girls who wanted to be her friend. And because of the way that she shows up on social media, you feel like she is. You feel like she is your friend. It feels so approachable. There's actually a ton of video, um, you know, because New York, of course, is a very walkable city. There is a ton of video out there of people coming up to Cardi on the streets back then, and she would entertain it. She would post her picture with every single fan. She would roll her window down. She would talk with people. She would talk to them just like if I, you know, met you in person and we were having our first introductory conversation. Not overly familiar, but certainly very kind and just like we're on the same level. We see each other. Nini leaks, right? So... Listen, let me tell you something. A few years ago, back when all this started, the chances of Cardi B becoming a superstar seemed as likely as her becoming like a fucking Buddhist monk, okay? She was a dancer at this club, Lust, like we've been talking about, um, which was in a uh, Brooklyn Sunset Park area. But you noticed her because she'd make sure you did. So I think she already knew, this is the plan, I'm gonna get bigger and bigger. But there were people around her who were like, yeah, there's something special about her. There's a spark here of some kind, but I don't think that she's ever going to be like, you know, a Nicki Minaj kind of person. I don't think that's going to happen. She's a stripper in the Bronx, you know, with messed up teeth and she talks so crazy. But on Instagram, she continued to show up and do these lives all the time and post to her story all the time. And she would do them in such a specific way. It wasn't like, Waiting for somebody to answer a question and treating it like a QA, and a which I see so many people do on live. And it wasn't, hey, I'm here and I'm presenting something and I'm entertaining you. It wasn't that. It was this version of a FaceTime video with your best friend, right? So on Instagram, she hit 100,000 followers um, before she ever, ever was on Love & Hip Hop or anything else. That's actually how she got there. And she would spurt out these cute sound bites that were so silly And also, like, memeable, right? Like, for instance, uh, one of her first really famous ones was her in her, like, stripper garb walking down the hallway. And everybody knew that it was, like, Snowmageddon or whatever outside. And she said, yeah, well, you know, a hoe never gets cold. (laughs) Like, that became a full-on meme. A hoe never gets cold. And she's not wrong because when we're 19 and 20 and we're going out to to clubs and bars... Are we not in the dumbest outfit? And you couldn't wear a jacket because where are you going to put your jacket while you're at the bar all night? <laughs> she's not wrong. Even if she wasn't a stripper, she's not wrong. So it was relatable and it became this huge meme and just really added even more viewers basically to her base. So um, once she kind of segued into rapping, which I believe her her manager, or, I don't know if he was her manager then, which I don't know what he would be managing because you don't really need a manager in the club, but... I, I believe he's our manager now. Um, very, you know, t- researching this was a little difficult because not everybody documents all the back end stuff, right? But this dude, Shaft, was like, You have been rewriting like Beyonce songs and making and whatever, like, you should totally do this for yourself. And Cardi said, No, but re- rewriting for Beyonce and just making like a joke of it or posting it on Instagram or whatever is cool because. It's just in my wheelhouse. Like, I just take a Beyonce song and I make it way sluttier. And he was like, yeah, that's what's missing from the actual rap game. You should go and do that. So she wound up leaving Club Lust. She started focusing on her music. And honestly, her social media virality is what caught the attention of the Love & Hip Hop producers. So she joins Love & Hip Hop New York. Um, the opening scene is actually such a nod to how she got here, right? Because she's in the back of a car being driven somewhere. And she is, per- like, I don't know if she actually is or if she's pretending to be. But she's on a live on her phone um, as they're doing, like, her voiceover introduction, right? Which I thought was so cool and very, like, meta. Um She gets all the way to the final episodes of Love & Hip Hop in 2017 and by then everything she has said and done on that show has been completely memeable, gone viral because she showed up and she showed her big personality. Um, But also, famously, she has this scene with DJ Self that I feel like, has, I've seen on social media more than I ever saw it on VH1. She's sitting in a bar with him and their storyline was like, will they, won't they hook up? And which is so weird because DJ Self is not even a little bit cute. <laughs> He's not even a little bit cute, but whatever. He has this thing called, um, oh shit. What was the name of that? Um, uh, so he has like Gwynnon entertainment or team Gwynnon or something like that. I don't even know what that is supposed to stand for. but he wanted to have a Gwinnon fest or something like that. And she really wanted to be invited as a performer on stage. And he kept, you know, putting her off, putting her off and not sure about it, whatever. And he's pushing this Mariah Lynn girl and somebody else who's on the show and other people that we've never heard of you and I. And at the time we hadn't heard of Cardi either, to be fair, So they sit down at this bar and she's like, okay, tell me the truth. Are you going to put me on stage at your music festival or whatever? And he was like, no, I'm not going to put you on. I don't feel like you've really earned it. I don't feel like you put in the work. You're just a dancer with a few songs. That's what he said. You're just a dancer with a few songs. Well, she wasn't having it. And of course... Because she's Cardi B, she immediately claps back. And the first thing she says to him is, and this is a direct quote, you're going to be real tight when I'm on that other, other level. And he says, why would I be tight? I'm I'm rooting for you. She said, you're not rooting for me. And I think it's so interesting that even though I'm sure there's an element of scriptedness on, of course, even a, a reality show, right? I'm sure there's not an actual script. They're just told, hey, this is what the scene is about. This is what you go and do. This is what every reality star has said happens. So I'm sure it's the same for Love & Hip Hop, so the words that they chose, the things that they said were really how they truly felt. Obviously, she felt like this would have been some kind of I don't know, promotional um, opportunity for her. But let's not forget the meta of it all here. She's on a national television show right now while she's saying it. So she's still getting press. She's still getting publicity and opportunity. But she wound up leaving Love & Hip Hop and going to do her own thing. And she had already put out a couple of songs, but immediately out the gate, at the same time that she decides to leave Love & Hip Hop, she puts out Bodak Yellow, which was not only the most popular song Probably of her career, I would say it was the most popular song of the year. And at the time, it was the most popular song to ever hit Spotify or YouTube with over like a billion views and streams, a billion. And she even shouts out, "She." that's the thing about her. Um, like I told you, she feels like she's the friend in everyone's head. You kind of feel familiar like you know her. I think it's because she never leaves anyone behind. She doesn't forget about the little people, as they say. So even though she was done with Love & Hip Hop, even though she was only there for a very short period of time, and honestly, I mean, even Vulture wrote an entire ma- article in their magazine saying Cardi B never needed Love & Hip Hop. She was destined for fame anyway. It didn't matter. In Bodak Yellow, her very first song, which she wrote before being like a famous rapper, it's the song that made her a famous rapper, she says... Um, what does she say? I just checked the mail. Another check from Mona Scott. And when she wraps this. Accepting her Best New Artist of the Year award. Or maybe it's when she accepts her Hustler of the Year award. Or maybe it's when she accepted her iHeartRadio Most Popular of the Year award. Because she did all of that. Um, immediately following the release of this song. Mona Scott is actually in the crowd. And gets up and is dancing when that song plays. Which I think is so cute. Because it just looks like two best buds. When honestly I don't even know how close they are. But cardi always makes people feel that way and that's really how she uses her social media she always go even now she goes live for things she goes on her stories for things anytime that she wants to respond to something that's going on in the media or <laughs> unadvisably a trial that she's involved with anytime that she's got beef with somebody else in the industry anytime that she's addressing something with amigos whatever which by the way Let's talk about how fast this happened for her. Her final episode of Love & Hip Hop aired in spring of 2017. By June, she was signed to Atlantic Records. She already she released Bodak Yellow and it went absolutely crazy. By the fall, she was engaged to Offset of the Migos, Um, and they were already talking about her being pregnant and being due in July. She hadn't confirmed it, but they were already saying, obviously, she's pregnant. And in true Cardi B style, everything she does with Offset is publicized, right? And not through her uh, patients, her publicist, but instead through herself. She does this all on social media. She goes live. She does stories. Um, She has a TikTok, but she really doesn't use it as much, and I almost wonder... If that's because she already created such a great fan base over on Instagram and she knows all she has to do is push that live button and she can speak to all of them. So why build on another platform? Even when um, Offset's uh, cousin, I think. I know that Quavo is the uncle and Takeoff was the nephew, but I think Offset is a cousin. Anyway, even when his relative and band member um, Takeoff passed away, she spoke about it on live, even without speaking about it, you know, she basically said, these are real people. This is a family matter. Please just give us some time and stop all the rumors and stop, you know, blaming Quavo and all this stuff, which was very interesting because her husband and Quavo were not speaking at the time and <clears throat> at the time of the death, not because of the death. And later they did this big tribute show for takeoff. And I guess there was some animosity backstage. We didn't see that. We never saw any of it. She didn't publicize that because, believe it or not, there are things that she doesn't post. We did see somebody else go live, and she was backstage yelling at both of them like their mother. (laughs) So I guess she can be serious when she needs to, but she said, basically, um, you're both wrong. You shouldn't be arguing. You should be consoling each other, and this is disappointing or something along those lines. But she said it, you know, in her Cardi B way, which I thought was really refreshing to see a genuine moment from her because sometimes that cardi b persona almost feels like a put on show but how could she be putting it on 24 7 i don't know i guess i just have to believe that she is a genuinely light-hearted funny and comical comical person but i think that all of this happened so quickly for her because you can bigger and bigger and bigger your audience um And by doing that, you know, using social media, reaching out, consistency, talking to people every day, making them feel like the friend in their head, like you're their friend in their head. She did that really well. But as she bigger and biggered her audience, each time she leveled up. First, she used what she had, right? Okay, well, I'm a rapper, and I'm cute, and I'm funny, so I'm gonna use that here at the club, and then she started using the club as something in her social media that she thought was going to get her increased views, and it did, then she used that. She got on Love & Hip Hop, and even that wasn't enough for her. She was like, okay, millions of viewers every week. That's great, but I'm not stopping here. I can do even better, and she just continued to use each step as a springboard for the next thing, and as she biggered her audience each time, she Expanded her field of possibilities. How does this relate to social media marketing for you in a beauty business or in a small business, especially if you are a solopreneur? Because are you going to go out there, get really truly out of your comfort zone and start working in club lust and, and going live? No, I don't think so. But I do think that you can use the same strategy to your own <clears throat> to your own strengths. So if you want to go live while you're doing a procedure, if you want to go live while you're doing inventory and just be silly and showcase your personality, anytime that you're doing, as long as you make it feel the way that Cardi does, not like you're presenting something, not like you're teaching something, not like, you know, uh, I'm just here so I don't get fined, but very much. I'm talking to my friend on FaceTime um, and you don't have to, you know, fart and fuck on camera like she does, but you can just be yourself and whatever's happening. You don't have to say, shh, 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 you guys be quiet in the background. You can just talk to people just like you would if you were on a FaceTime with your friend. And I think that that kind of makes it a little bit more relatable because people see what's happening in your real life um, very behind the scenes. And I also believe that it's going to kind of keep people tuned into the continuing story of the reality show that is your life. I do this all the time on my social media. I have to say, my newsfeed like is nothing. That's nothing. I post, you know, every day, um, at least once a day, and I get okay views. Some of them have gone viral. You know, I have some reels that have like two hundred and something thousand views. That's probably the highest I've ever gotten. Over on TikTok, I have three or four TikToks that have gotten like 3 million views, 2 million views, whatever. But it's not consistent. That's not every day, even though I post every day. But do you know what pops off every single day? My stories. So I can go and look and see everyone who saw my story. That's very warm traffic because they just watched me through the entirety of the day. And I can chat with them and engage with that person and really keep the community that I'm building engaged. And I think that's the easiest way to keep your community kind of close to the vest. I think you should go and give this a try. I challenge you, this is your challenge this week, to show up like Cardi B. You don't have to be yourself. You don't have to say like, well, that's what Cardi would do, but what would I do? Show up as Cardi B, as if you were her. What would Cardi do for the next five days? Let's run it Monday of next week through Friday of next week. Every single day, I want you to show up on your stories and maybe go live if you're brave enough and save the life. And, um, I want you to just show up as though you were on FaceTime with your absolute best friend and see if your views on your stories don't go up astronomically. I bet you that they do and start conversations with the people who watch your story from beginning to end each day. So at the end of each day, I want you to DM your top five watchers and let's see what happens. I bet you, you start building your own community. If you like this episode, if you have questions about this episode, if you have questions about implementing this challenge, you can find me over on Instagram at victoria.glam. If not, I will see you back here Monday morning for another marketing lesson. And have a great weekend. Bye.